Come on, y'all excited about prayer and fasting? Come on, there was a little bit of a groan I thought I heard there. Come on. Are y'all excited about prayer and fasting? Yeah, well, uh, we have done all kinds of different things for, you know, personally for the last, oh, you know, 30 plus years that I've been serving God, 38 years. Uh, I've done all kinds of different things, um, and we as a church have done all kinds of different things. We've done 21 days of prayer and fasting. We've done three days of prayer and fasting. We've done 10 days of prayer and fasting. We've done one day prayer and fasting. Uh, this week or this year, we're going to just do five days. So uh, what I want to do today is I really want to uh, bring for a lot of us, we maybe don't have any idea what fasting, prayer and fasting is all about. Uh, what I want to do is, is just take this Sunday, the first Sunday of the month, and really just kind of give you uh, an overview of what the Bible talks about concerning prayer and fasting. This by no means will be an all-inclusive uh, teaching because really we could go for weeks talking about prayer and fasting, uh, uh, the, the power of it. And uh, what I want to do is just kind of give you enough to hopefully sway you over and that for the next several days you'll begin adding fasting uh, to your prayer. Uh, what we find in the New Testament, uh, what we find in the Bible, the, the Bible is made up of really the Bible is just a collection of 66 books, if you remember. Uh, we call it the Bible, but they're all individually written. Most of them are individually written. And, and what we find is that all through, from, from the beginning to the end, uh, prayer and fasting was just a part of the Old Testament. It was a part of Jesus' life, and then it was a part of the New Testament. We got the book of Acts and then on through Peter and, and James and, and, and Paul, who wrote, Paul wrote about two-thirds or half of the New Testament, uh, where fasting was an active ingredient in what they did. Jesus modeled it, and then the New Testament church, as they were under Jesus' leadership, did it as well. So uh, what I want to do is kind of set the stage for uh, 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 where we're going to go. I want to give you four points in just a second. They'll be on the screen. Maybe it'll help you take a picture, write them down. If you've got notes, you know, we encourage you to write notes. Come on, everybody. Come on, take some notes in church so that you can go back and just think about it and meditate about these things that we talk about or pick it up on podcast. Uh, later on, you know, by Tuesday, it's up on podcast, and you can listen again, because we really just want, to, want you to get it, because one thing that I have found is things that I know that I think everybody knows, they don't know, because we all come from different backgrounds, and sometimes I'm thinking everybody knows this, and i got to retreat and take some steps back saying, I'm, I, I might, because of where I've been brought up in my, you know, my line of work, if you will, uh, my Bible school, etc., what I do, reading, studying, is different than you, so we want to bring it to you, not, not coming from... Uh, you need to do this because you don't know it, but, but uh, I believe when we bring an awareness to you, you're going to say, I, I want this in my life. So, so l- l- let's jump into it. Look on the screen real quick. Fasting allows you to, number one, draw close to God and His will. Anybody want that this year? Just draw close to God and His will. It's going to allow you to do that. We'll explain it as we go. Uh, fasting is going to, number two, allow you to understand and be strengthened in His desire for your life. So if there's things in your life where you go, I just need some understanding. I don't get this. I don't understand that. And, and, and I need to be strengthened. And I, I'm, I'm saying, I, I'm saying uh, so many times it seems like when God reads something in the Word or something's in my life, I, I'm not saying yes to that. I'm kind of saying yes to worldly things. And I, I, I need to change that. I need to break that. If, if, if we sang that song, chains are going to be broken, uh, there's got to be some cooperation with me maybe to get that chain broken. Uh, maybe, maybe the next five days some things can happen in your life that, 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 that addiction stop or that, 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 that DVD playing in your mind is broken and, and changed. Uh, fasting allows you, number three, 
to push away from worldly things that creep into your lives. I mean, everybody, me included, probably the last month, your life was in a little bit of a spin, most of us, Christmas and parties and eating and sweets. Come on, somebody say amen. Help the preacher out. And you just get off. And so your body got into a routine probably where maybe you didn't want it to go. And, and it just kind of happens at the first Sunday. And we look at January, a lot of churches, and we're part of that. We just want to recalibrate our life to get our life focused back on what's important and seeking what's important. And fasting is going to allow you to do that. Come on, just listen to me a few more times here. Uh, fasting is going to allow you to silence the enemy and keep the body and flesh nature under the dominion of God. Uh, uh, this is huge, guys. It, it silences the voice of the enemy, and it's just going to keep your body, keep your flesh, keep, keep that part of our body where spirit, soul, and body, keep your flesh under the dominion of God. It doesn't let your body run away and run, run crazy. The literal meaning in the Hebrew, again, the Hebrew is the Old Testament, what it was written in, Fasting actually means to cover the mouth. It means to cover the mouth, not allowing food to dominate you. So let me just read you something. I found this. that I wrote this to the church, I think, eight or ten years ago. So let me read part of this that I sent out to our church in preparation to do a fast, like what we're asking all of us to be a part of. Uh, uh, we said this. You may choose to also abstain from other uh, activities during a fast, but a true fast, by definition, always involves food. Jesus made it clear when he told the devil in the wilderness, you know this, when the devil came tempting him, Jesus said this, it's written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. His word is food that nourishes our spiritual life in the same way that physical food nourishes our physical life. During a fast, you deliberately let go of that which binds you to the world, which is food, in order to receive your strength from the spiritual world. You determine that for a period of time, you'll deny your physical cravings to focus on your spiritual cravings. You allow your spiritual hunger to become stronger and more focused. You feed your spirit with the same enthusiasm with which you feed your body. Spiritual hunger takes over the physical hunger. Can't say that again. Spiritual hunger will take over your physical hunger. Look on the screen real quick. Fasting is not a way to influence, impress, or manipulate God. Please get this. It's not a way to influence God, impress God, or manipulate God. It doesn't change God or His Word. God's always the same. He'll be the same Monday, this Monday, tomorrow, as He's going to be on Saturday. When you start a fast or when you end a fast, He's always the same. A fast is not a hunger strike designed to convince God to release what he has up until now, head back. I'm just, I'm just going to fast, and it seems like you're holding something back, so I'm going to fast, and I'm going to do something so you'll do something. Wrong. Wrong. Because that means God's responding to your works. I've got you already. I think some of y'all are leaning in. I like it. Fasting is not a last-ditch effort to get through to God. Well, I don't know what else to do, so I'll fast. I encourage you to fast and pray, but it's not like a last-ditch effort. We can't find that in the Bible. Here's what we find. A lot of key points, but here's a key point for, to understand. Instead, fasting is a means of sharpening our spiritual senses so that God can get through to us. Fasting is a means to sharpen our spiritual senses so God can get through to us. 
Uh, um, when you're hungry, I don't know about you, but when I'm hungry, all I think about is food. If you're on the road, like, like I can't tell you how many times our, to our eldest son and, 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 and daughter-in-law and two grandkids live in Vegas. And I can't tell you how many times Kimber and I have been on Highway 15 going to Las Vegas, and we've actually packed some food because we're going to eat good. Come on, we're going to eat good. We're going to eat good for the next five hours. We're not going to stop. We're going to eat good. But I'd be doggone if when we get up to, to Barstow, when that, at that, coming up that hill, and there's 7,000 restaurants on the right, we stop there every time. It's, like, it's just like, well, there it is. Let's go get something right over there. It's like, it's like when you're hungry, that's all you think about. Fasting is going to shut that voice down and get it turned to being hungry towards God. Anybody need that besides me? Let me keep reading here. There are a few things you can experience on a fast. First, you're going to experience hunger. So if you say, I'm hungry, you should be. It's working. We found out already that you know that your physical body needs food and is trained to expect it. So you'll probably experience both physical and a psychological craving for food. Your mind will tell you you're hungry even though you're not hungry because you're used to eating three, four, five meals a day. Hunger and cravings for food will give you the opportunity to present an offering to the Lord. Each time you deny your craving for the sake of their fast, you're placing a sacrifice on the altar. Your offering is called obedience. You can also expect an increase in the desire for the things of God. Just as your food has come to expect food, your spirit will come to expect spiritual nourishment. God will begin to create a new spiritual craving, which only He can satisfy. That's what He wants. A fast is more than just abstaining from food. It's replacing physical food with spiritual food. If you're fasting a certain meal... Make the mealtime a time of prayer and study the Word of God. If you're fasting for a period of time, fill that time with as much as possible of concentrated, focused listening. Listening. Let the Lord tell you how long to fast. I've already kind of got in my mind what I'm going to be doing. I don't necessarily... Everybody's different. You know, I've been doing this for uh, my whole life. So somebody that says, well, I, I can't do that. Maybe you can't do what I'm doing, but everybody in the room can do something can do something. And we'll talk about that in just a couple minutes. So what God calls you to do, what God calls you individually to do, He's going to give you the power to, to accomplish that. And really, this fast, this five days, for some of you that may have never done it, or a lot of us getting recalibrated, this next five days will set the tone for this year and maybe the rest of your life where you just say, I have already come to realize I can submit and dominate my flesh. That's what can happen. And if that happens at the end of these days, you win. Come on, everybody, you win. Come on, you win. You win. You win. So, so, so let's, let, let's talk about this. The first time that we find out in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, the first time that Jesus, how many of Jesus might know something about fasting? Yeah, uh, he's God, and so he's going to tell the people he's talking to. It's on the Sermon on the Mount, you know, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, when he's talking this long letter. It's called the Sermon on the Mount, all in red letters, and if you've got a red-letter Bible. And he's just talking about different things. He's got the Beatitudes up there, and he starts talking about three things in Matthew 6. He says, when you pray, he says, when you give, and he says, when you fast. Don't be like everybody else. Here's what you do. And he says, if you'll, if you'll fast this way, if you'll give this way, if you'll pray this way, I'm going to reward you openly. So he talks about fasting, praying, and giving. Those three. I think it's really important that we maybe this time of year, you kind of get your, 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 we're getting your praying on track. We're, we're all hopefully getting some fasting on track. How about you also including getting some giving on track? 
If you'll do that, 2019 can be the best year of your life where you just start seeking God. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16, here's what he says there about Jesus starts talking about fasting. Look on the screen. Moreover, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance. They disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to fast. So he says, I'm going to give you a don't. He says, I'm going to give you a don't, then I'm going to give you a do. Don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be like everybody who walks around and just, and, and if they throw on sackcloth and ashes in the Old Testament. They sit down there, wear different garments, and everybody knew you're fasting. Everybody knew you're fasting. He says, don't be like those people. So, so you know, now we're all, you know, hopefully all of us are going to engage in this in some way. And so we, we don't need to go around going, how long are you going to fast? And, and we're not, this is not a competition. And, and we're not trying to impress anybody. And we're all want to, want to do, want to hear from God to do whatever God's called us to do. But, but he says, every day, take a shower. Come on, somebody. You're going to smell. Brush your teeth. You're going to need some mints because if you fast a long time, stuff just gets toxins. The first thing that happens is toxins come out of you. If you fast, fast, like don't eat no food for a while, you're going to start throwing some, I mean, some stuff's coming out and you're going to start smelling some smells because your body's getting rid of toxins. That's normal. Don't breathe on anybody right now. Come on, that's all right. But he says, he, he says these guys disfigure their faces and, and they have their reward. Verse 17, but when you fast, he says, so, so here's what I want you to do. Anoint your head, wash your face so that you don't appear to men to be fasting. But to your Father. So we're fasting to not others, but we're fasting and we're spending time with the Father. Who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret, come on, finish those words, will reward you openly. How many of y'all want some rewards this year? Come on, how many looking for something to change this year? Getting some answers this year. Some things that seem like they're unlocked to get, to get you know, open this year. He says, this could be an ingredient for you. That, that, that this happened. So again, the Old Testament, they put on sackcloth and ashes. They appeared to men to be fasting. It was an outward show. So Jesus says, don't do that. But, but did you notice that he didn't even give you a timeline on it? He just says this, when you fast, he didn't say if you fast. He says, when you fast, when you fast. So Jesus didn't even say fasting was optional. For your life as a believer, my life, fasting is not an option. Fasting is a when I'm going to do it. When he talks to me, I need to do it. Or when I just say, I'm going to fast. I'm, I, I, I'm going to pray. I'm going to, I'm going to skip a meal. I'm not going to eat lunch tomorrow. And so I'm going to use that time, that 30 minutes, that hour. I'm going to go away from the break room at work. I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to take a walk. And I'm just going to spend that time with my bottle of water. And I'm going to talk to God. I'm not going to eat food that sustains me to this earth, that keeps me alive on the earth. I'm going to let my spirit be drawn to God and be alive to Him. Can somebody say amen this morning? So fasting with prayer, with fasting, I should say, should be a regular part of our life. That's what Jesus said. Three kinds of fasts. Look on the screen. Number one, the total fast. The total fast is that you're drinking water only. You're drinking water only. Now, if you've not fasted, everybody, I think everybody, unless medically you cannot, everybody in the room could do this for a meal, could do this. You could do this once a day for the next five days. Don't do anything on that meal, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and you just drink water. Everybody could probably do that, almost everybody. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm just saying this is something you could do. There's many in the room, you could fast the whole day drinking water. Not going to kill you. It's not going to kill you. 
not going to kill you. There's some in the room, you could fast all five days, not drink water. Personally, I've done fasts where I've gone 12 to 14 days, I believe it was, nothing but water. I'm different than you. I don't have a hard job. I'm sitting in front of a computer. I'm on the phone. I'm talking to people. That's my job. If I'm out manual labor doing that, that's probably impossible for me to do it. So we're all somewhere different. So, so we're, I'm not demanding and I'm not asking anybody to do anything other than you ask God what you should do. Does that sound all right? But a partial fast or total fast, we see that in the life of Jesus, 40 days. We see it in Moses, Moses twice, 40 days. He was in the presence of God, a little different thing, not quite what we should be considering. Uh, but a total fast, drinking water only. Number two, a partial fast. A partial fast means I'm not going to eat food from sunup to sundown. I'm going to eat an evening meal, sunup to sundown, partial fast. These are the timelines. This is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm, uh, this is the parameter. I'm going to eat one meal a day, a partial fast. Third kind of fast we would call a selective fast. A selective fast we find, and we'll talk about it in a moment, in the book of Daniel. Daniel was, had a selective fast. He was just going to eat, eat certain fruits or vegetables. He was going to stay away from other kinds of foods. This is a selective fast. I think all of us can probably do that. I'm not eating chips. I'm not eating fattening things. I'm not eating sweet things. I'm going to stay away from things that I want to eat, things that I love to eat, things that draw me, that, man, my, 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 my stomach has just gone crazy. My body's gone crazy. I can't go through life without this kind of food. Then I would encourage you, try to break that from your life. That's probably not good for you if you have to have it. Unless it's like, I have to have kale. Come on, somebody, eat some more kale. Come on, somebody, that'd be good for you. That'd be good for you. Daniel chapter 2. We doing all right, everybody? Come on, we doing all right? Daniel chapter 2. Look at this now. Daniel. Daniel had some crazy visions and dreams and, and prophetic uh, insight into, into God in last days. And here's what it says in Daniel chapter 10, verse 2 and 3. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I was mourning. I ate no pleasant food. No meat or wine came in my mouth. I didn't anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. He ate no pleasant food. Y'all see that? Ate no pleasant food. So he, 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 he left off things that were pleasing to him, things that he wanted, and he gave that up as an offering to God. It, what, listen, if all we do is don't eat certain things and, and, and we don't add prayer, all we're doing is having a diet. This isn't Slim Fast. This isn't Jenny Craig. This isn't anything like that. This is called prayer and fasting. Come on, say that with me. Will you do prayer and fast? This isn't just fasting. This is prayer and fasting. Before, you know, five years ago when I had my first colonoscopy, help me Jesus, I fasted. I didn't pray. I said, help me Jesus. I got to drink this 60 ounces of stuff before I go in there. Come on, anybody that's had that, you know what I'm talking about. Nobody, come on, we got one, one honest man back there. Thank you, brothers. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus, help me. Help me. I got another one coming up, I think. Help me Jesus. I'm almost 60. I got another one coming up. Man. So uh, let, let, me, let me throw this little wrench in with fasting. That, come on, tell me bottom line. Help me out. Come on, this is talk back time. What does fasting involve? Yeah, yes. Prayer and fa But fasting involves food. Food. Let, 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 let me encourage you something to add that I think we do that was maybe even more so now than in Bible time. Uh, make your fast to include food. Make your fast to include friends. Fun, social media, TV, and put your phone down. I want to encourage you. 
<laughs> I'm, I am attached to this thing right here. I'm attached to it. It rings, it texts, it emails. It shows me ESPN Sports. It connects me to Facebook and Instagram. It connects me to everything going on in my world. I do my banking here. I go to eBay here. I go to Amazon here. Everything I do is here. My life is here. Uh, I've got friends. I've got things that I do just like you. I've got, you know, uh, Kimber and I find a couple of shows that, that are good shows on Netflix that we watch and kind of we, we'll watch two episodes at a time. We're not going to do it this week. Not going to do it this week. No TV. No movies. No friends. I need God. Not mean. Not arrogant. Not anything. Just, I'm setting this time. Uh, uh, here's what I said on the screen. My time uh, for me, you, for, for me, is repurposed now with time for Him. I'm repurposing my time. I'm saying this right now is more important than that. Spending time with God is more important than my TV. Spending time with God is more important than checking Facebook. Spending time with God is more important than going out with us. Spending time with God is more important than the sale at the mall. This is what's important. It's what's important right now. Right now. Uh, Luke chapter 2, there's a woman named Anna. Anna, the Bible says, was an older woman. The Bible says that she was a widow of 84 years. It says this, she didn't depart in Luke 2.37. She didn't depart from the temple, but she served God. Notice this, she served God with fastings and prayers night and day. She was husbandless. Evidently, her kids were grown. She was 84. She doesn't have responsibility you know, uh, growing up the grandkids. The Bible says that, that she served God with fastings and prayers Night and day. Notice, served God in night and day. This was a lifestyle. That's what it means. It was a lifestyle. What, so, so, okay, Pastor Gary, great. She served God with prayers night and day. She doesn't have any responsibilities. She's different than me, uh, and I get it and all. But, but what, was the, what happened in her life? You know what happened in her life? The Bible says when Jesus was eight days old, his mom and dad, Joseph and Mary, brought him to the temple to be circumcised. Guess who saw Jesus and prophesied and had a word in her heart about who that was? Anna. Anna. What happens if you saw Jesus in a new way after this fasting prayer? What, what would happen if, if, if because you're pressing in with God, all of a sudden God's causes you to show up right on time and just experience something that you've never experienced before in 2019? I, I, I think... I, I think you, you need to add the ingredient of fasting to your prayer. Nowhere in the New Testament do we see any kind of instructions on fasting and prayer. The Old Testament, they would have certain times they would pray, pray and fast, mainly the Day of Atonement. Uh, but other times there would be danger they would fast and pray. Uh, we can do that. We can see a, the model of that a little bit in Acts chapter 27. When Paul was on a ship, he fasted and prayed uh, when they thought they were going to die. We, we see that. But there's no instructions of when do I fast, how long do I fast, uh, what are those certain days that I fast. There's, no, there's, there's nothing. What that, which that simply tells me, and it should tell you, that God wants you and I to be led by our spirit. He wants you to listen to him. He wants you to listen to him. So by way of reminder, we've already said this, adding fasting to your prayer helps you to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. That's what's going to happen. Adding fasting to your prayer 
is going to help you to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And adding fasting to your prayer is a tool to not letting your body and mind dominate you. Some of you here, your mind is running your life. You can't get it quiet. You think crazy thoughts all the time. I'm just telling you. I know it. <laughs> you have things going on in your head all the time. You can't get free of fear. You need to fast and pray. You think everybody's out to get you. You need to fast and pray. There's things going on in your body. Things that you, addictions and strongholds of all sorts. You need to fast and pray and say, God, I want that broken in my life. And I'm going to offer my body up to you. And I'm going to present myself as a sacrifice to you. And breaking the hold of food that keeps me earthbound. And I'm going to submit that to you, and I'm saying, help me win this battle. Come on, somebody, help me this morning. Would you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I heard uh, uh, Pastor Chris Hodges, who pastors a great church called Highlands in, in, in uh, uh, Alabama. They've got multiple campuses. He's head of this ministry that we follow and we're hooked up with. Uh, I was listening to him this past week, and he said something I've never heard said before, so I wanted to give it to you. Look on the screen. Fasting allows you to get in the habit of telling your body, quote, no, not only for today, but for the, quote, no, you're going to need when temptation comes tomorrow. I'm telling my body no today because I'm going to be tempted <laughs> by this girl that comes by in June, and I don't know yet, but I'm saying no right now. And in August, when that guy tries to make a deal with me, and he tries to do something with me in business, and he's trying to trick me and deceive me, I'm fasting now and putting my body under now, my mind under now, so that when that temptation comes, I'll be able to resist that. It has a cumulative effect in your life. You need to win the battle this week. Here's the thought. Don't d get distracted by food. Get attracted to God. The major goal is prayer. The major goal isn't fasting. It's not. The major goal is prayer. It's prayer. Acts 13, 1 through 3. Acts 13. We doing all right, everybody? Huh? Acts 13, 1 through 3. In the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. It says Barnabas and Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. Saul's name was Paul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, notice they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul, or Paul, for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed, this is at a later time, then having fasted and prayed, this was an ongoing thing, they laid their hands on them, and they sent them away. Uh, and notice again, it says they ministered to the Lord, and, 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 and they fasted. They ministered to the Lord with fasting. They ministered to the Lord. Uh, that word ministered means doing something that costs you. They did something that cost them in their body. They ministered to the Lord. They set aside food. doesn't tell us how long. Again, no time in the New Testament does it tell us how long. But they ministered to the Lord, and they said, we're not going to eat food here. 
because this is important. We sense God doing something right now in our lives as ministers. These were all five prophets and teachers taking the gospel from city to city and going to different countries. It was go time. It was go time. So, so we sense something's really important here. I got a big business deal coming up. This is you. This is me. I've got a major decision to make. Do I take the job? Don't I take the job? I don't, 2019, a little uncertain. I need to fast and then to pray then. Fast and pray and seek God. Need, need to lay aside that so I can, I, I can press in. And it's interesting. We read it right here. When they fasted, when they prayed with fasting, God spoke prophetically. The sky didn't open. An angel didn't come. Nobody got a text or tweet an email. One of the five guys that was there, it doesn't tell us who, one of the five spoke up and said, here's what God says. Now separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them to. It was a prophetic word by one of these other three men, not Barnabas and not Saul. One of them said it. And they all sensed it. So what they did after that, evidently, it says, then after they prayed with fasting, they laid hands on them and they sent them out. Man, I tell you, prayer and fasting gave them direction and it gave them timing. I don't know about you, but I need some direction this year. I need to know if I'm right on time. Because let me tell you what, if I'm on, if I got the wrong time, even if I'm at the right door, the wrong time, that door doesn't open. I need direction. I need timing. God, show me some things. Uh, give me, uh, clear up some things with the time. I, I, I need to know. I, I need to know. I need to know. Uh, uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 9 through 11. Another guy named Peter. It says this, Peter went up to a rooftop to pray. Check it out. Then verse 10, he became hungry, wanted something to eat. While the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. A trance just means it was like a, vi- like a vision. He, 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 the Bible says he saw heaven open, verse 11. Something like a large sheet was being drawn to the earth by four corners. If you read this, this is the first time that the gospel was going to go to non-Jews. That's what, the, that's what the whole vision was. That's what the trance was about. But, but check it out, the parameters, before he saw this. Notice, he went up to a rooftop to pray. So he said, I'm going to pray. He became hungry, wanted something to eat. Seems like he was fasting. He became hungry. Why is the detail that Luke, who wrote Acts, give that? Because I think he's telling us this guy was adding fasting to his prayer. And God gave him direction to preach the gospel to non-Jews, the Gentiles, you and me who are non-Jewish. This is when the gospel went to the world. Because a guy said, I'm going to go up top of the roof to pray. I'm going to get along with God. And evidently he was fasting and said himself, to seek God. While he's becoming hungry, that's what you do when you're fasting. You get hungry, want something to eat, but I'm seeking God. God showed him something supernatural. How about you? But I want to see some supernatural things happen this year. I want to see some God things happen this year that's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. Come on, anybody say amen to that? Just, just, you say, God showed up. God did that. Look, look what God did. Come on, every day, every day, here's what I'm asking you to do for the next five days. Every day, for the next five days, take time to, number one, look at him. Look at him. This is your focus. This is you humble yourself. I'm getting alone with God. I'm going to look to him. I'm going to look to God. I'm getting away from everything that's distracting. And I'm just, if it's early in the morning, I'm a, come on, I'm a guy. I go to bed super early. You call me great grandpa if I told you how early I go to bed. I go to bed early. I get up early. That's my time. The house is dark. The house is quiet. Then all of a sudden, after a while, there's activity. I don't do good with activity. I, I get distracted, so I got. I got. That's my time. 
I got to get along with God. I got that's my time. So I got I got to look to Him. This is what I'm going to be with you. I'm going to look to you. I'm going to refocus my life. I'm going to humble myself every day. I need you. Number two, listen to Him. Listen to Him. This is the ear of your heart. The Old Testament talks about the listening heart. The listening heart. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to you. I'm not. So much coming, saying this, 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 and this is what I want, this is what I want, this is what I want. Will you hear me? Will you hear me? Will you hear me? I'm going to spend time to look to you, number one. Number two, I'm going to spend time to listen, listen to you. Number three, next five days, I'm going to add this ingredient. I'm going to, I'm going to learn from you. I'm going to learn from you. This is my Bible reading. This is my Bible reading. So I'm not going to read whatever I've been reading most of my time. If you've got to do stuff for work or school, of course, of course, of course. We want you to make good grades. We want you to make good decisions at work. But, but you're saying, I'm going to read the Bible. I'm, I'm going to get alone, and here's what I'm going to read. I'm, I'm going to start here, uh, and this is, this is my, I'm going to do it. Uh, this is what I'm going to do for the next five days. Uh, I'm going to learn from you. I'm going to learn from you. Then number four, I'm going to lean on him. I'm going to lean. This is my posture. This is my posture. I'm coming today, and I'm saying I'm going to be God-dependent. I'm not going to be self-dependent. I'll be God-dependent, not independent, self-dependent. You must increase. I must decrease. So the next five days, I'm just saying, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do. I might be a little, I might, as I fast and pray, I'm just telling you. I'm telling you from experience. As I fasted and prayed for lengthy times, I become a little irritable the first couple days. Things are leaving me. Toxins are leaving me. I'm a little... I'm a little tense. I'm a little more tense. <laughs> I got to work through that, and I got to submit myself. God, help me, help me. Every day, look to you, lean on you, listen to you, learn from you. What's going to happen, guys, in the next couple of days is that fasting is going to awaken some of you spiritually, like you've never been awakened before. It's going to awaken you spiritually. Things are going to come alive in your heart. You're just going to see see things you've never seen before. You're going to hear things you've never heard before. It's just going to awaken you spiritually. It's it's like you're going to become born again, again. Uh, That's why I'm I'm pressing you to to, uh, uh, get involved in, in what God's asking all of us to do. Really, fasting is a discipline in surrender. It's a discipline in surrender. So, so I'm going to discipline myself. I'm going to surrender my will to your will. It's just not my life. I'm not, I, I've laid aside my life, and, and I'm surrendering myself. And I'm adding the ingredient of fasting that's keeping me hooked to this world. <laughs> you realize it. Again, I've said it many times. If you don't eat, you die. And so what you're saying to God is, I'm not going to eat, and I'm not going to die, but I'm telling you, my body's not going to dominate me, God. It's not. My mind is not going to dominate me. And I'm going to put aside that me. I'm going to put aside that day. I'm going to change the way I'm eating for the next five days. And I'm going to give up certain things. And I'm going to use that time to press in with you. Because i got to hear you. i got to know you more. i got to know you. What's going to happen with a lot of you, and this is what happens during fasting and prayer, and it might not happen as much as if you fasted a little bit longer, but it will happen to many of you, is that fasting is going to give you clarity. It's going to give you clarity. Things that have been foggy. Something's going to happen that happens in your body all of a sudden when you leave certain things and certain foods and certain processed foods and toxins and all that stuff start leaving your body. Physically, all of a sudden, just get clear. Your mind starts clearing up. Mind starts clearing up. That happens physically, and that's the lowest part of you. 
What's going to happen to you is your mind's going to start thinking better. But what's going to happen to you, the best part, is your spirit's going to come alive anymore. Clarity to the will of God, the purpose of God, what he's saying to you. You need to, you need to add fasting to your prayer. Um, just a couple more seconds. You're doing, you're doing good. You're doing good. Um, during this time, let me encourage you, during this time, don't spend so much time with, quote, your list to tell God something. Spend time with God for him to tell you something. Don't so much come time. Okay, here's my list. Here's my list, and, and, and you, know, you, you, know, you know I didn't eat Oreos yesterday, so would you please do this? That, that's, that's not what this is about. That's not what it's about. So don't come so much with your list to tell God something. Just come with time for, for Him to tell you something. Um, if I could say something that I find over and over from the Old Testament to the New Testament is that God is attracted to humility. He's not attracted to boasting. He's not attracted to the proud and the arrogant. He's attracted to the humble. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and He will lift you up. He'll lift you up. Um, In closing, let me just close right here. This is a story in Mark chapter 9, the same story in Matthew chapter 17. Same story. Many of you remember it. It's a story of a dad who's got a son, and he's demon-possessed, and the demon that was possessing him caused him to be an epileptic. He'd have epileptic seizures. Evidently, not all epileptic seizures are demons, but it was there. There. The Bible says it was. And the Bible says that this kid was in such a bad way, the dad comes to the disciples, and they say, I need you to help me. My son sometimes goes by the water, and this epileptic demon in him tries to throw him and drown him in the water. And then sometimes we're out just having, we're roasting marshmallows and tries to throw him in the fire. That's what he said. And he says, if you can do anything, help us. Help us. And, and, and the, disciples, the disciples prayed for the guy, and, and the Bible says nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Jesus hears about it. They came to Jesus, and Jesus hears about it. And here's what Matthew 17, 17 says. He says this, You unbelieving and perverse generation, how long will I stay with you? How long will I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. So dad brings the boy over to Jesus, and as the boy comes in the presence of Jesus, Jesus, just like you read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when a demon comes in the presence of Jesus, the demon always acts up. And all of a sudden, the boy throws, gets thrown to the ground. He starts wallowing, foaming at the mouth. The Bible says he's having a seizure. He's, he, 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 he's manifesting. And Jesus starts talking to the dad. <laughs> How long has this been going on? Jesus. Man, it's a cool cucumber. I mean, it's amazing. Amazing. He starts talking to the dad, and, and he deals with the dad, and he finds out the dad's not quite believing. He says, I brought him to your disciples, and, and they couldn't do anything. And if you can do anything... If you can do anything, and Jesus says, ho, 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 ho. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And the father then said, which a scripture many of you know, Lord, I believe. Come on, help, help my unbelief. Unbelief. He cast the demon out of the kid. Kid's completely delivered. After the fact, the disciples come to Jesus and they say, how come... We couldn't do that. 
Because if you read, this is Matthew 17 and Matthew 10, Jesus gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out with the word. He already gave them power. He already gave them power. They said, how come we couldn't do it? Then Jesus says this to them that some people say is not in the original manuscripts. I don't know if it is or not, but it's in the Bible. I'm going to read it to you. Here's what it says. Matthew 17, 21. Jesus said, however, this kind doesn't go out except by, help me, prayer and fasting. One thought here. I'll give you a couple thoughts. Meaning, this means Jesus prayed with fasting all the time. He prayed with fasting all the time. Why? Prayer. Fasting coupled with my prayer positions me to overcome any situation I'm in. I'm alive to God. I'm sensitive to God. I know what's really going on. Why? I have clarity. I have clarity. I've been with God. I have clarity. The disciples evidently were not positioned and doing actively fasting and praying. Jesus attacks two areas. You read it? You probably didn't get it. I'll give it to you one more time. Jesus attacks two areas. He says, after the dad says, I brought him to the disciples, couldn't cast him out. Remember what Jesus said? He said, you unbelieving and perverse generation. Unbelieving and perverse generation. Unbelieving, check it out. Unbelieving, you're not close enough to God. You're not close enough to God. Perverse, you're just too close to the world. Unbelieving. I'm not close enough to God. And perverse, I've been hanging around the world. I talk like the world. I act like the world. I think like the world. And I need change. Jesus said this kind didn't come out except by a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. So you'll know what's really going, going on. So in closing, this week... Prayer and fasting, through fasting, what you're going to be doing is you're actively saying no to your body. I'm actively saying no. And I'm actively saying yes to God. No to my body and yes to God. No to the world and yes to your word. No to my way and yes to your way. I need to hear you this year. There's things that are going to come up. That I've got to be ready to know your will right now. Right now. Do I do that? Don't I do that? Do I date him? Don't I date him? Do I take that job? Don't I take that job? What do I need to do? Fasting is going to allow you to hear him more, more clearly. And what we're asking you to do for the next five days, that'll be, it, 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 it'll be your boot camp. It'll be your boot camp that, that you start understanding what your body's doing, what God's doing, clarity, insight, direction, where you can then, again, hopefully keep this going, not only this year, but for the rest of your life. Fasting with prayer has been a part of my life since I was 20. Since I was 20. I've done many, 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 many long, long fasts. I've done many, 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 many just one meal fasts. We're asking you... To ask God what He wants you to do. But everybody should be able to do something unless medically you cannot. Amen? Bow your head. Father, when we talk about fasting, we talk about prayer. It challenges us because we're all challenged 
with our bodies. What we're asking you to do for the next five days is help us. Help us so that we can hear you. We're going to draw close to you. We're going to, we need your, to, to know and be understanding of your word. And, and we need to be strengthened. Our, sometimes our bodies are going crazy and our minds going crazy. We need strength. Father, it's going to help us to push away from the world and press in with you. It's going to silence the enemy in our life. For some of us, Father God, we've, we've not been believing you and we've been really believing and pressing in with the world. It's going to break that. It's going to break that addiction. It's going to break that need. So, Father God, in every one of our lives, individually, as you can only speak and direct us, we're asking you to do that. Direct us. Speak to us. Tell us exactly what to do. And we thank you for the strength that we'll be able to do it. Father, there's no condemnation. There's no guilt. There's no fear. We're going to hear you. And you're going to speak to us. We're not going to make it so much about our body. We're going to make it about our spirit. We're not going to make it about food. We're going to make it about faith. We ask you, Father, today that the next five days will be a holy time, a consecrated time, a dedicated time to you like never before. Right there where your head's bowed, your eyes closed. Come on, no one looking around. Just give everyone the right to privacy. You're here today and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. A little different kind of service, sermon, talking about prayer and fasting. Maybe you've never heard that before or maybe you have, but you're here today and you said, man, the number one need I got in my life is I just need Jesus. I just need Jesus. My life has been going my own way. I've been doing my own thing, thinking my own thoughts. I need